I thank you for being an amazing God. Thank you for giving us another chance. Open your treasure before us today so that we may be better. Amen. Clap your hands and let's get into the word of the Lord. I'm grateful for all of you who are here on this morning. Anybody grateful to be here? I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that he loved us enough to allow us to even worship. Thank you, Lord. I think about everything that I've done, and I stand amazed. (laughs) Man, Lord, you letting the same person who wasn't a bit more right. Thank you, Jesus. Man. All right, are we prepared for the word? Let's get our notebooks out. Let's get our Bibles prepared. We are still dealing with the cost of God's will. The cost of God's will. We have talked about the bill of time, the bill of readiness. We're dealing with the bill of opposition. I need to spend some more time on this particular bill. It was past due. So we need to make some, couple payments on it. The reason I'm spending more time on opposition is because when opposition comes into our lives, let me, let me, let me, let me start it like this. I do not assume that our disobedience is malicious. Some of us while we are outside of God's will, are not necessarily wagging our finger in God's face. I I didn't say being outside of God's will was okay, but there's a difference in willful disobedience and struggling. However, when opposition comes, even for those who are attempting, like I'm gonna get it right this time. Like I am not gonna snap. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the right thing. I'm gonna do the right thing. I'm not gonna call you out your name. I'm not gonna talk about your mama. We trying to do it right. Some of us make some mistakes. Anybody willing to admit you, you, you mess up? Opposition puts you in a place of vulnerability. Because opposition oftentimes, especially when we're not prayed up, don't pull out the best of us. It pulls out the worst of us. See, the more and more you get like Christ, Trouble reveals the Christ-like character. Explain. As Jesus was being whipped, remember, Jesus was fully God and fully man. So you have God, watch this, Emmanuel, God among us. 
the Holy Ghost is God within us, right? As Jesus is being whipped, they weren't pulling out the worst of God. They were revealing the best of God. The more they took the flesh off of him, the more of God they revealed in him. For many of us, watch this, man, especially void of the Holy Ghost, often has a God-like shell with flesh on the inside. So once people penetrate your Sunday morning Christianity, they get a version of you that you've been trying to hide. Y'all with me so far? Now three main mistakes we make when opposition comes. One we have talked about extensively. One, we fight the wrong opponent. It's the first major mistake that we make. Many in the church right now are being killed by friendly fire. The scripture in Ephesians says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Ephesians 6. But the reality is that when we're at that vulnerable state, we often don't think about stuff like that. So, the first mistake we made is we fight the wrong opponent. Number two, we fight using the wrong tools. Listen to what I'm about to say, you can write it down. You cannot use a worldly tool for a spiritual battle. So, so some of us like, I'm fighting for it, I'm fi but you're using the wrong tool set. I'm fighting for my victory. But you can't use worldly tools and expect spiritual outcomes. Does this make sense? Number three, we fight with, watch this, and for the wrong purpose. When God showed me this, it really, it really got to me. So, so number one, we fight the wrong opponents, so I'm fighting the wrong person. Number two, I fight using the wrong tools. But number three is the big one. I'm actually fighting with and or for the wrong purpose. What do you mean? I'm in a fight for the wrong reason. Many times, listen, we're asking God for victory against our enemies so that we can have peace. Lord, fix this, because this is getting on my nerves. Are we honest in the room? What happens is we never say, am I in this because of your will? So we're asking God to give us victory when sometimes we need to be asking God, why am I even in the fight in the first place? So we go after this thing really wanting victory with selfish ambition. Lord, if you just gave me a better boss. No, if I gave you a better boss, I wouldn't build the character I'm trying to build. Like I'm trying to get you to another place because watch this, the character that I'm building in your current season is for the next season that you don't even know what's coming because you're going to be the boss next. And while you're asking me to take you out from under a boss, I'm trying to show you a skill set of what not to be so that when you walk into your next season, you're not sitting there like, I don't know what to do. For many of us, if you really look back at the stuff you ask God to deliver you from, some of us need to thank God for all them trials. No, I'm serious. Like, I look back at some of the stuff, I was like, Lord, Lord, please hurry up. And, but when I look back at it, I go, you know what? That helped me. That helped me. That pain helped me. That ridicule helped me. You stabbing me in the back, that helped me. It all helped me. Does that make sense? So I really want to work through a familiar narrative today. Familiar. Turn to Nehemiah. I need to work with a familiar narrative. And if you are titling your notes... Everybody should be settled. Now, we're still in the bill of opposition, still under the main heading of the cost of God's will, but as a declaration to yourself, as a sub-thought, I need y'all to write in your notes, fight right. And I need to fight right. I've been fighting so wrong. Some of us, if we tell the truth, we've been, we've been so wrong in our fight. Say self. Come on, say self. Fight right. Turn to Nehemiah chapter 2. Fight right, fight right. That thing been ringing. 
in my mind, fight right. Anybody ever felt like if I could just tell you off one good time, I'd, it'd be better? See, y'all, y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. I, I, I need a couple honest folk. Really, I mean, just, you know, one good time. See, one good time, you, everything would be better. You got to tell yourself, Lord, fight right. Nehemiah, now we understand that in Nehemiah, Nehemiah is called to a problem he didn't create. Take my time. Nehemiah is going to fix a problem that he didn't create. One more time. Nehemiah is going to fix a problem he didn't create. Third time. Nehemiah is going to fix a problem he didn't create. Some of us would have never went. He was comfortable. He's the king's cupbearer. He got it going on. He got money. He got safety. He didn't have to go. And watch, don't sit there being mad at God because God trusts you to handle a problem. See, some of the stuff, some of the trials, some of the opposition is not because you're wrong. It's because you're right. Did you hear me? Go, go read the story of Job. Even when Satan comes before the Lord, there's a conversation. Have you considered my servant Job? It doesn't say, have you considered my servant Job? He's awful. He don't pray. He don't study. No, he's upright. He's righteous. In other words, I trust him to handle what you're about to do with him. The reason I'm, I'm about to allow you to go against him is because of how righteous he is, not because of how wicked. So Nehemiah goes to this place. He's in this, this thing. He's trying to build a wall. He ain't bothering nobody. We get to chapter 2, verse 19. Let's start at verse 17. Then I said to them, Nehemiah 2, 17, I said to them, you see the bad situation we're in? <laughs> Jerusalem is desolate, its gates burned with fire. Come let us, man God, rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so that we will no longer be a reproach. Somebody pray for me because I'm sitting here reading this and, and prophetically over this congregation, I think some of y'all need to look around even in your own household and say, you see the bad situation we in? Somebody gonna receive this. Come on, y'all. I mean, let's quit fighting about some stuff. I, I, I need some families to get this right this morning. Do you see what we're going through? Like somebody going to have to finally stand up in a household and say, excuse me, excuse me, let's stop being immature. Do you see what we're going through? How everything ain't going right? How we not walking in blessing like we should? How stuff seems to keep hitting us thing after thing? Do you see what's going on among us? I, I, I'm, I'm picking my words carefully because I recognize that, you know, I, I'm not trying to be spooky or deep because I know some very real situations going on in this room, not because the Holy Ghost told me. God has told me some things, but some of you have come to me. So, I, listen, I'm not trying to profile on nothing. Some of you have come talk to me about some real situations, and some of you ain't said nothing to me, but let me be clear. If you want victory, pouting about the circumstance ain't going to get you out. Jeremiah sits there. I mean, Nehemiah rather. Nehemiah sits there. He's like, do you see the situation we in? Sometimes it takes somebody on the outside coming in. They've been sitting there, watch, with the same broken wall. Not doing nothing about a wall that was broke in their own yard. Somebody else come in and say, excuse me, do y'all see this? The situation that we're in, verse 18, I told them how the hand of my God had been favorable to me and also about the king's words which he had spoken to me. Then they said, let us arise and build. Stop. Lord, I'm not going to make it. Verse 18, I want you to notice, Nehemiah says, the reason that I'm qualified to give you information is because of what the Lord has done for me. Somebody pray. Stop refusing wisdom. Because you think somebody don't understand. I'm going to keep looking up in the sky. You don't understand what I'm going through. First of all, Jesus didn't go through any of the sin we go through and he understood it well. Yeah. 
It says he was all points tempted. So what you gonna tell Jesus? He don't get it because he ain't never been drunk? What you gonna tell Jesus? He don't, he don't get it because he ain't never had a child outside of wedlock? Jesus don't get it because he never got sick? No, 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 no. Sometimes we have to understand, I need some people to speak into my life who haven't fallen. Okay, slow down. It is not the falling that qualifies you all the time. Sometimes it's the you could have failed but didn't that qualifies you most. Did y'all hear me? Did y'all hear me? Did y'all hear me? I'm going to say it one more time. I need somebody who, who done been through the same drama as me. Maybe not. Right. Maybe not. Sometimes you need somebody who didn't go through your drama who could have. Did y'all hear that maturity? I want to talk to somebody, you know, since, since so I'm on the verge of this. I want to talk to somebody who's on the verge of it too. Maybe not. Because they made the same mistakes that you did to get to that point. Maybe I want to talk to somebody who says, guess what? I ain't been through it. Let me tell you why. Don't be immature and tell that person that because you ain't been through it, you don't understand. Somebody who ain't never been in a wreck in their car Watch this. Doesn't mean they can't tell you how to defensively drive. Maybe they've never been in a wreck because they can defensively drive. Be mature. Don't silence the voice that can give you help because you don't like the voice. Verse 19. No, I didn't finish 18. I told them of the hand of my God that was on me favorable. Also spoken the king's words which he has spoken to me. Then they said, let us arise and build. So they put their hands to the good work. 19. But when Sambalat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite, official Geshem the Arab heard it, they mocked us, despised us, said, what is this thing that you're doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Y'all see this? So I answered them. Said to them, the God of heaven will give us success. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build, but you have no portion, right, memorial, in Jerusalem. I want you to pay attention. They came at Nehemiah, and Nehemiah, instead of attacking them personally, just said, look, it's a God thing. Y'all missed it. I answered them and said, the God of heaven. Y'all hear that? You attacked me but I'm gonna point you to the one who sent me. I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth with you. See, that's immature. I'm gonna say, look, if you don't like me walking in my assignment, take it up with the one who sent me on my assignment. Somebody say, fight right. So many of us are fighting battles when really what we should be saying is, excuse me, Lord, Clearly, I'm, I'm just, could, you, could you take it up with my boss? Did y'all hear what I'm saying to you today? Matter of fact, turn to chapter 4. Oh, it's going to get better in a minute. Look at verse 1. Now it came about that when Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious, very angry, mocked the Jews, stop. I didn't ask you to help me. Y'all not in the room. Sambalat, I didn't ask you to help me. I didn't ask you for no money. Right? I don't care whether or not you don't. You mad over my success. Maybe the reason you mad is because you don't have nothing to do with it. There will be people in your life that love you more broken. Somebody help me right there. There will be people in your life that don't want to see you victorious. Do you know why? Because your victory exposes their lack of victory. When you start walking in the newness of life and get yourself together and start walking around like I'm not going to walk around like, oh, this is true. And you get your, come on now, get your head up and your shoulders back and you say, excuse me, I'm, I'm going to do what God says. When you start doing that, you'll find who is really secure in their relationship with you. Because if somebody can't take you blessed... 
Come on now. I need somebody securing their relationship with me. Come on now. God, do something in my life, and all of a sudden, you start trying to poke holes at it? Thank you. I'm not going to argue with you over that. Come on, I'm trying to help us today. Let's be practical. I'm not going to argue with you over that. God, do something for me. I get a job, and you mad because you didn't get one. I'm the one been out here every day putting my resume in. You've been playing Xbox. I don't have time to argue with you over that. I'm not going to argue with you over that. I'm going to point you back to, look, if you want what I got, you got to do some things that I've done. I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been in my word. I'm not going to argue with you. I know you tried to make it for who you think you are. You coming at me personally when at the end of the day, my blessing is spiritual. I make a mistake when I respond to you in a personal fashion. How much am I supposed to take? See, this is what God has really been helping me with. How much am I supposed to take? How long am I supposed to go through this? Actually, that is the wrong question because you shouldn't be taking it ever. Y'all missed that. How much am I supposed to take? How much of this am I supposed to take? See, the first time the opposer comes, if you just pointed them to Jesus, you didn't take it at all. Oh, y'all missed it. You come at me? That's not me. I see, I choose what I allow to come within my spirit. I choose. So sometimes I got to be, I have to come to grips. Excuse me, Lord, I repent. Because I was the one that was so immature to thinking, watch this, that I was so good that that attack was about me. Did y'all hear what I just said? Come on now. We ain't all that. We are not all of that. The devil. One day I was in a service. Ooh, we. I was in a service and the, and the preacher said, you know, as I flew here today, I'll never forget this as long as I live. He says, you know, the enemy is busy. Everybody like, amen. He said, as I flew here today, I looked over the wing of my jet and the devil himself was on my wing. And I remember everybody was like, yes, amen. He said, the devil, I seen the devil himself. He was on the wing of my plane. I thought to myself, hold on. Come on, sometimes you just got to be rational. Hold on. First of all, the devil is not omnipresent. He can only be one place at a time. You mean to tell me that you so bad that the devil done left Iraq, Afghanistan, North Korea, wherever, Mexico. He done left the drug cartel. He done left all of that to follow you around. The devil himself. You know what that's called? Arrogance. Think about this. Think about what we say. The enemy coming against me. Uh Uh-oh. The devil trying to take me. Oh, I'm messing up an establishment. We're not that big a deal. What the devil's coming against is what you carry. The devil is coming against who God made you, not you. You can be replaced. The devil is coming against the anointing that rests on your life. Are y'all with me here? So you got to understand what's at stake. Stop making that thing about you because you'll fall into sin thinking that it's all about you. But when you understand that the devil's trying to get what you carry, that God trusted you to carry, now all of a sudden you recognize, I'm not going to let the enemy get what God trusted me to keep. Do y'all with me? Come on now, how many parents in this room would let just anybody come in your house and take your children? I don't care if your husband ain't at home. I mean, the most, the most fragile of young lady, the most fragile of young lady, all of a sudden would turn into the Incredible Hulk. Huh? Huh? It's funny, I think about my children, and you know, some parents worry about their children, and while my kids, they fuss at each other. If anybody ever tried to come in the house while me and Jay ain't home, they in trouble. It's all of a sudden, they gonna stop all that arguing they doing, huh? All that fussing they do with each other. Whoever come in that house in trouble, they gonna be throwing stuff, right? Trey gonna be talking about he weaponing up. I mean, they're going to get hit with everything in the world. Why? Because, listen, while we might have some issues internally, we recognize that those are frivolous, and we ain't going to let no external force. Y'all not in this room. What we sitting here fussing about is frivolous. So I'm not going to let no external in. Y'all ever been around somebody? I can talk about them, but you can't. 
Okay, I, I, okay. Let's keep reading. Verse 3, now Tobiah the Ammonite was near him and said, even what they're building, if a fox should jump on it, he would break their stone wall down. Do y'all see that? Y'all see that? He said, y'all ain't building no little wall. That ain't no real marriage. You ain't got no real job. You ain't no real parent. What you doing? What you doing? The smallest thing happened and it's, it's over for you. That, ain't, that thing ain't, see that's what the opposer does. The opposer don't speak life. The opposer drains you of it. But watch verse four, here's our verse. Here, O oh our God, how we're despised. Return their reproach on their own head. Give them up for plunder in a land of captivity. Stop. Yeah, I mean, Nehemiah was serious right there. So they talking crazy. You ain't this, you ain't that, you ain't never gonna be nothing. You gonna get fired, you this. Right? Nehemiah, Lord, here, oh our God. Now, how many of us, when we're opposed, don't go to here, oh our God? We go, you know something? First, watch this. Notice they went to the Lord before they said anything to the opposition. Say, fight right. They went to the Lord first. Most of the time, by the time we go to the Lord, we already responded to them. They coming against the thing. They say, here are our God. Most of the time, we, by the time we pray, we already done responded. We already done fired off that email. Oh, it was a good one too. You, know, you already done text back. You already done tweeted. You, I mean, whatever. You've already responded. Watch. When that happens, now you got to, when you go before the Lord, you got to go before the Lord through the lens of repentance. Because many times, when you respond before you pray, you weren't prepared to respond right. Amen. Sometimes, listen, here's, here's what, I've, what I've done. Some people start expecting me to respond immediately. Sometimes my lack of immediate response is to protect myself and them. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to protect all parties. First of all, I need to make sure that when the words come out of my mouth, they come out right. Amen. Amen. And, and, and listen, that's because I love God. And watch this. I told somebody the other day, I'm going to repeat it to you. We have to learn to hear the heart behind the words before we hear the words. Some people are saying something in their heart that don't come out the same way. That's good and bad. Because some people say they love you and they're trying to manipulate you. Some people say they have a problem with you all because they love you so much they want you to change. Y'all see that difference there? So, 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 so please understand, you got to go to God first as opposed to going at the person. Turn, look, look, look at verse 7. Scroll down a little bit. When Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, the Ashdodites heard. Y'all notice how the group getting bigger? Y'all do see the group getting bigger, right? It was just Sambalat and Tobiah first, because opposition always increases to try to throw, overthrow you. We talked about that a few weeks ago. The Ashdodites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on and that the breaches began to be closed. They were very angry. All of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disturbance in it. Hear me what I'm saying to y'all today. Be careful of the people who when things are going right in your life, listen to the questions they ask you then. So they saw you when you and your spouse weren't going well. And now you working, you working, you working, you trying to get that thing right. And then the first thing they say to you is, is he still doing wrong? Okay, I'm helping. He, 
is she still talking crazy to you? You checking your phone, you checking his phone, ain't you? How's she been talking lately? Why are you leading with a conversation of something I'm trying to be delivered from? If you truly want me to walk in victory, sometimes I don't need you to rehearse my defeats. Amen. I'm not saying that stuff don't need to be handled. I'm not telling y'all to sweep nothing under the rug. But what I have learned is don't lead with the trouble. Some people aren't prepared to ruminate over that all the time. You don't want to hear that drama all the time? Sometimes you having yourself a good day and you need it to stay a good day. Are y'all with me here? So, 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 so please notice they're conspiring. And they said, well, if we can't make Nehemiah stop, look at verse 8. All of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disturbance in it. If I can't make you stop building the wall, I'll create such a disturbance among you. I'm willing to kill you to stop your progress. I'm literally willing to take you out because I don't want to see you walk in victory. Many of us, even in this room, we're surrounded by people who are willing to do harm to you so that you're not victorious. When I say harm, it's all harm ain't physical. Some people all under the guise of helping you out are destroying you. You got to know what voices are mature and what voices are not. And everybody who you like, God don't like for you. And everybody who talking good in your ear, just because it sound good to you, you got to ask yourself, what part of me likes your conversation? Amen. Sometimes it's my flesh that is absolutely intrigued by what you're saying. Because see, my spirit always wants God's will. If I was you, I would get back at him. I know that's not God. I don't have to pray about that, see y'all. Some of us too spooky. I don't have to pray about that. I don't need a word of confirmation. I don't need a prophet. I would get back at him. You're out of the will of God. I don't need God to tell me that. I know you're out of God's will because God always wants. Come on now. If your brother is caught in a fault, they that are spiritual restore such a one with a spirit of meekness. The rest of that verse talk about so it won't come at you. So, so, so you coming in me wanting me to continue to break a thing when my God is a God of restoration. And if I ain't hearing the words of restoration out of your mouth, I'm questioning where you coming from. And why are you so invested in, in, in this thing coming to an end? As a matter of fact, I might want to ask you a question. Do you want what you want me to get rid of? Are you telling me it's bad all because it's better than what you currently have? Y'all, 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 y'all. You've got to be careful of people who are quick to try to tell you to get rid of what you fought for. There are some people in this room that done prayed too long, you done fought too hard, and just because when the manifestation come, you wasn't ready for it to come the way it did, you ready to give up? The devil is a liar. So I need somebody to say, wait a minute, excuse me, I repent. I was about to mess around and push the abort button on the greatest blessing of my life, all because it didn't look the way I want. It didn't, it wasn't as rosy and pretty as I wanted, but God, you trusted me. You trusted me to go through the fire you trusted me to go through the drama you trusted me to be able to handle it so I'm gonna step back a few spaces and say listen though you slay me I'm gonna step back a few my bad I've been doing all this complaining 
doing all this complaining, but if I'm still breathing, you ain't done. So they coming at him, all of them conspiring. Verse eight, we gonna kill him, create a disturbance. Look at nine, but we prayed. That blesses me so much. Don't say, but we cussed, but we went, but we prayed. We prayed to our God, and because of them, we set up a guard. Watch. I prayed, and I got practical. <laughs> okay. I prayed, and I got practical. Y'all not in here? I prayed, and I got practical. But we prayed to our God, and because of them, because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. I prayed, and I got practical. See, don't get so spooky that you don't get practical. You got to pray and get practical. Oh, I'm going to break this door down today. I got to pray and get practical. If I understand that little sweet, little sweet mama trying to make her way into this relationship, look, we about to pray and get practical. Here's what we gonna do. We gonna pray about it. Here, you come over here, boo. But I tell you what we about to do. Tell you what we about to do. Let's switch phones. Let her call me. Y'all, y'all miss that. See, that's how you pray and get practical. Y'all not in here. She got to pray and get practical. You go to the doctor and the doctor tell you that your diabetes. Don't just pray. You need to pray. Go get you some information on what not to eat. See, pray and get practical. Some of us are trying to pray away what practical application would do away with. You got to pray and get practical. You got to pray and get practical. I don't understand. I'm trying to break this financial bondage off of my life. Turn off the $200 cable. Pray and get practical. You got to pray and get practical. I'm trying to figure out why my kids, you anoint your kid every morning with oil. You sling and snot all night, but won't go talk to the teacher. Pray and get practical. You need to go talk to the teacher, sit your happy self down with the teacher and say, excuse me, little Johnny cannot read these words what do I need to do with little Johnny every night you lay hands anoint with oil pray and say a b c d e pray you pray and get practical Johnny can't do his math you done bought Johnny an iPhone 10 but Johnny can't do math. Johnny six, got an iPhone 10, can't do math. You speaking in tongues all through the house. So I'm going, what? You don't need tongues. You need to, give me this phone. Here go a sheet of paper. What we about to do is called timetables, uh-huh. speed drills. Cause you can text, but you can't spell. I'm, let me hold this phone because you can't auto-correct the job application. Okay, I'm, don't nobody want to pray for me today. You can't auto-correct on a job application. You can't auto-correct on a college application. The devil, he do lie. That's why these kids right now is trying to text their way through conversation. Instead of spelling out for real, they put the number four in RL. What is wrong? What is wrong? And the parent want to go cuss the teacher out. You need to get cussed out. You need to pray. Amen. Amen. He said, but we prayed. Matter of fact, what you'll find the more you look at it, he set them up. They was going up on the wall with their weapons. He said, look, since folk want to act stupid, y'all not in here. Since the devil want to act stupid, I need you to put your hand on, one, on your sword and put a trial in the other hand. So we build... Come on up here if you want to. Matter of fact, the Bible said, even when they went to go get a drink of water, he told them, take the weapons with them. They come on down the ladder. Because watch, the devil will try to get you when you're refreshing yourself. Don't let your guard down because the enemy tries to get you most when you're vulnerable. The very minute that you think nobody is watching is where the enemy has been paying attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every area in your life, I'm about to give you something. Chew on this week. Every area in you in your life that you think is there is an area that the devil may be planning to overthrow. 
One more time. Every area in your life that you think is there is an area in your life that the devil could be planning to overthrow. Saying as calm as I can. What do you mean, Bishop? If you're going through your life and saying, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, but this is good, this is good, this is good. You're putting all of your energy to the things that you already know is bad while the devil is plotting to overthrow the things that you think is good. While you're not paying attention to that area of your life, those are the areas that he's secretly, secretly setting up hedges to try to overthrow. He's trying to get you when you're simply trying to take a drink. Pray practical. Does that make sense? All right. Now, they pray. Listen to what I'm going to say. We have to trust. Hear me. We, all of us in this room, I have to tell myself this. We have to trust. When we give it to God, the enemy don't stand a chance. Did y'all hear what I just said? I got to prepare for the enemy, but not fear the enemy. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Okay, 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 watch this, watch this. Watch. The Proverbs 31 woman that some of us love to quote but don't want to go for. Oh, it's quiet, it's quiet. It says, she's not afraid of the cold. That's what the text says in Proverbs 31. It don't say she's not afraid of the cold because it ain't cold. It says she ain't afraid of the cold because she got a coat. She don't go out in the freezing cold like, in the name of Jesus. Cold ain't going to get me. No, that's foolishness. It says she's not afraid of the cold for herself or her household because her household is clothed in scarlet, which means she's prepared a coat for them so that when the cold comes, that they can go out there confident, not because the cold ain't cold, but because the coat's keeping them warm. Are y'all with me here? That's what a virtuous woman does. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm coming back over here. Because some of us got some stuff in our house uncovered right now. Hello? I'm trying to figure out why this key, why, why, does it have a coat? Did you prepare for that to come in your life? Did you make sure that if the enemy can't, okay. That's like knowing you got a bubble in the side of your tire and refusing to carry your spare. The tire is telling you, any day now, any day now, Ain't nothing like being in a car with a blowout. It don't, it's, it's not like it tells you like three, two, one. Oh, they don't do that. He don't do that. Jamila and I were together 70 miles an hour. Boom. Now, while I was concerned about being late to my destination, as I pulled over, not only did I have a spare, but I had roadside assistance. There were certain things I didn't have to worry about because I was prepared. Y'all catch me? What? And some of us, yes, Lord, some of us are carrying around cheap repairs. Fix a flat don't work on blowouts. There's a hole in the side of my tire the size of a baseball. You can't put no... Some of us got cheap repairs. Oh, I'm going to lean into that just a little bit. You can't put a cheap repair on your relationship. A date is a fixer flat. You got some other stuff you need to do. Don't buy her flowers. That's fixer flat. That's a cheap repair. That repair don't hold. You got to do this thing right. Amen? I know y'all sick of me talking about relationships, but they tore up, so I'm going to keep preaching until the Lord tell me not to. For everybody who don't like it, if you I ain't married yet, why he keep talking about marriages? So when you do get married, you don't make some of the mistakes that some of these folk in here is making. I said it. Amen. I want your whole. Because a broken marriage makes a broken church. And anybody can play lovey-dovey on Sunday. I'm going to keep going. Anybody can. Anybody can hold hands on Sunday and then leave up out of here crazy as you came in. 
I need you guys to start listening and applying. Listen and apply. Listen and apply. Don't just listen and take notes. Listen and apply. There are some people, listen, there are some people in this room who've already been there, done that. And if you just listen, you can come out of that. Because somebody who really love you don't want you to go through the pain they went through. If they really love you, they're going to look at you and say, look, that hurt. Please do not. I need you to cut it out. Some people ain't trying to not understand or get on your nerves or get under your skin. They're trying to save your life. Verse 11. And I know I seem passionate about it. I am. Because, listen, we got enough of the world. We don't need world-type characteristics in the house of God. We got enough of that out there. We got enough lies. We got enough cheating. We got enough manipulation. We got enough hate. We got enough of that out there. In here, it's supposed to be holiness. Let it not be named among you. So I will stand before God and say, God, I'm giving it all I have so that these people are holy and blameless before you. And if that frustrates you, I am not apologizing. Verse 11, our enemy said, they will not know or see until we come among them. Watch, kill them, put a stop to the work. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times, they will come against us from every place where you may turn. Then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, the exposed places. I stationed the people and families with their swords, spears, and bows. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. But y'all got to hear me. Nehemiah said, when I saw their fear, I had to say something. And I'm looking out among you, and I got to say something. I got to. Fight for your families, your daughters and your sons. Do you see what's going on? I got to say something. The enemy has been defeated. I couldn't get off of it in prayer yesterday. Listen, I got to say something. I look out among you. And I see folk who have the anointing of God on you. I got to say something. God is trying to do great and marvelous works right before your eyes. But we allow our stubbornness to cause us to disobey. We allow ourselves to be so unrighteous and so unholy and so stubborn and so hypocritical all because we refuse to look and go, God, you've been too good for, to me for me to keep acting like this. I got to say something. Bishop, you don't know what I've been through. Listen to your own words. Been through. I'm sorry. I got to say something. I done been through it. Not in it. I came through that thing. I came through that thing. I got a couple cuts. I got a couple scars, but I've been through it. Through the storms and through the rain, God, and you was with me every step. But I got to say something. You got to fight right and recognize who your real enemy is. Your enemy is not your brother or your sister, but the enemy is that old snake, the devil, the accuser of the brethren. And we together have to come against him and suffer and go through together. That is a body of Christ. That is the family of the kingdom. We got to say, look, if you gonna fight, I'm gonna fight. I'm fighting for your kids. I'm fighting for your brother. I'm fighting for your... I got to say something. I can't just sit up here and look at y'all because I know what God shows me. Smiles that are fake. I got to say something. Telling God, for real this time and still not. All because you don't know what I've been through. All of us got a story. Everybody, I can stand us up from the left to the right. 
who done been through, who done made a mistake. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody done said something they wasn't supposed to say, went somewhere they wasn't supposed to go, done some things they weren't supposed to. Everybody in this room, we done acted a fool, talked a fool, but God has been the same God. Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the first. I got to say something. We got to sit here and say, God, you've been too good for me to keep acting like this. Can't go another Sunday, walk out of here prim and proper, posting how the word is good and you ain't good. I can't come out of here talking about Bishop Show did preach, but you show is nasty. Come on now. Let it not be named among you. Say that. Say, say there's a standard over there. There's a standard. Something got to change. Something got to give. I, that's what I want to be named among us. I don't care nothing about the word. I don't care nothing about the preaching. I don't care nothing about the singing. You can have all that. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul while I look at focus dipping and tipping and going around like I don't see you. I see you clubbing and drunken. I see you going around with people who ain't your husband and ain't your wife. I see you doing all of these things. I got to say something. Flirting, talking about his innocent. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Now, this is a pastoral message and can't nobody else preach it but me. I got to say something. You think people don't see that? And guess what? When they see you acting like that, it's not you who they think is wrong. It's the Lord you serve that they don't think is real. Especially when you standing up, singing, sit down, standing up, talking about, oh, praise him. No, that ain't praise. That ain't praise. Praise starts right here in your heart. You can keep all of that flailing of the arms and running around. Don't do another lap until you about to lap in the holiness. Don't do another dance until you about to dance in the righteousness. I want there to be a standard. And some of us. Help me, help me, help me, help me. You're waiting on opposition just so that you can justify the sin that you've been keeping in. Waiting on it. You hoping somebody say something to you just so you can cuss them out and say they deserved it. Listen to me. They're trying to kill them. They're trying to kill them. Look at verse 15. Man, when our enemies heard, when our enemies heard that it was known to us, man, this is blessing me, and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall. Y'all missed that. Each one to his work. Okay, okay, okay. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Y'all, he said, he said, look, 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 watch this. Watch, 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 watch. They said, they coming to kill us. They coming to kill us. And they said, Nehemiah said, okay, cool. Since they want to fight, since they're going to kill us, keep, keep working, keep working. Keep your sword in your hand. Keep working. Just in case they come, I need us to be prepared. I need us to be prepared. Keep working. But the Bible says, the Bible says, once the enemy heard, that it was known to us. And once the enemy heard, Elder Renita, that God had frustrated their plans, the Bible says that they just went on back to work. Watch this. They heard that God frustrated their plan. All yesterday during prayer, God thundered in my spirit about the enemy being defeated. And then I'm looking at this text for my notes today, and that word frustrated means to hinder or prevent. It's, watch this. The enemy said, well, what we was trying to do, God has already prevented. Y'all didn't enter. It said, it doesn't say they tried it and failed. It said the enemy heard that God already knew that they was going to try it. 
and they decided, never mind. Okay, y'all, y'all, what a mighty God we serve. Y'all got to understand, I need someone, I need someone to recognize that if you just take that thing to God, God will frustrate the plan of the enemy. I'm talking about the enemy won't even be able to try it. Y'all know how we've been saying, I heard that cliche, they tried it, no more trying. When you take that thing to God, the, the devil's gonna be like, never mind. I'm not even gonna try to come in that house. God is already in there. Never mind. I'm not even gonna try to come into that family. God is already there. Never mind. I'm not even gonna try to come into those finances. God is already there. So you got to fight right. You got to fight right. We've been fighting wrong. God, I'm coming to you with this. I'm coming to you with that crazy coworker. I'm coming to you about my children. I'm coming to you about my spouse. Cause when I fight right, you'll frustrate the plan of the enemy. The devil has been defeated. Let God arise and my enemies be scattered. Let God, yes, God, arise. Y'all not in this room. God says to us, he that hath an ear, I'm frustrating the plans of people who've been planning against you for years. God says, I'm already frustrating it. Come on now. God says, I'm already overthrowing the devil on your behalf. People who already been plotting to take you out, they not even going to be able to start their plans because I've already worked that thing out on your behalf. Oh, if you take it to God first, he is defeated. He's defeated. I need somebody to know right now. I'm going to pray. I need somebody to know right now. The enemy going to try every tactic. Uh-huh. Fight right. The enemy going to try to be very persistent. Fight right. The enemy going to try to disrupt you. As a matter of fact, some of y'all waiting to New Year's Eve to let some stuff go. Yeah, but the enemy going to try to take you out in between now and an arbitrary New Year's resolution. I need somebody to say, you know what? I'm about to give this thing to God right now. I mean, right now, I'm about to give all of this thing to him. Here, 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 God. Take it because I've been trying to hold it and it's been killing me. You can have this. You can have that because I've been trying to carry it and it ain't been that too heavy for me and God says when you are weak then I become strong if somebody in this room would say Lord you can have it the Lord would respond I'll take it the Lord will respond I got you the Lord will respond I'll never forsake you the Lord will respond I love you the Lord will respond I already worked it out the Lord will respond he is a way out of no way he is an open door he is your victory you got to hand it to him Hear God, frustrate that plan. Frustrated. There's some people in here that can testify. Here, Lord. God said, thank you. Let me go in here and frustrate some stuff. Now, while God is frustrating it, stay out of it. Y'all ain't hearing me in the spirit. I said, while God is frustrating it, stay out of it. You didn't know how to handle it when it was in your hand, and you don't know how to handle it when God takes it. So here you go, God. God says, all right, you stay on the sideline and watch me work. Watch me open a door. Watch me confound the enemy. Watch me make a way. Watch me be bigger. Watch me be stronger. God says, I just wanted to be the star the whole time. See, my problem was that you were trying to be the star of the show. I'm a jealous God. I wanted to be in control the whole time. So go ahead and hand it to me. And God will say, all right, here I am. Watch me make you free. Watch me deliver you from your sickness. Watch me work. Here. Here. My bad. Looking for tactics when I needed to be looking for God. I need some of you right now. Y'all not going to like this? Get out of your emotions. Get out of your emotions. Get, get out of your emotions. Here, God, my bad. I was so emotional, I was no longer spiritual. I was crying about it when all I had to do was give it to you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I watched some of you today coming into church hoping that somebody was going to sing your song to make you happy. 
God's like, man, please. Because you ain't going to have a praise team in midnight. You got to have something on the inside of you that when ain't nobody there but you and God, you got to have your own song. You got to have your own word. You ain't going to always have me. Come on now. You ain't going to be able to do it. You got to be able to prophesy to yourself. You got to be able to preach to yourself. You got to holler at your own self. You got to tell yourself, self, I'm coming out of this. Self, I am not defeated. Self, I am victorious. Self, you got to tell yourself you're not going to walk around down and try to throw your hand back. Lift your chin up and be the woman and man of God. Come out of them emotions. I'm trying. Come out of them emotions. Crying about it when you need to be praising for it. It's bad. According to who? Is according your bad is somebody else's blessing. What you complaining for and about somebody begging for. She ain't right. Somebody will take her. Yeah. He low down and dirty. Somebody praying for him. Y'all not in here. Get out of your emotions. Two more things I need to say. I'm praying. There. I need you to get your family out of it. Number one, get your emotions out of it. Number two, get your family. Quit calling your mama when you're supposed to be calling the Holy Ghost. Oh, I love my mama. Oh, I love her. And my mama loved me. She do. But see, that's the issue. Y'all missed it. See, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost gonna check me. For a moment, my mama gonna coddle me. She might come back around and say, now you know you ain't right. After she done, oh, look how old you are. That's what a mama do. It's okay, that's okay. I don't need that when I'm in sin. I know. Get your family. In this season where the devil trying to take you out, trying to take the anointing off of your life, keep your emotions out of it. Keep your family out of it. Keep your friends out of it. Keep them. I said keep them out. I need a prayer partner. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Y'all not in here. See, sometimes in songs is good. Oh, what peace. We often forfeit. Oh, y'all not in here. What needless pains we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer yeah some of you walking in drama because you didn't carry it to God you carried it to your boys you carried it to your friends you carried it to your mama or you ran it through the filter of your emotions you got to give this thing to God and fight right by the time by the time you talk to your family about it you should have already worked through it Matter of fact, watch this. Some stuff, they not mature enough to ever hear. We close, we close. But everybody you close to ain't close to God. It's some folk in your family that can't handle your struggle. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody say, fight right. Now I'm going to pray. I'm through. I'm done. I, I teach the rest Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be all right. Because I got to deal with the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I deal with that Wednesday. They mighty. Pulling down. I didn't get that far. I'm not mad.
because I need some of y'all right now. Lord, I repent for carrying all this stuff to all these folk. What about, what about me carrying? Oh, I hear that. Well, Bishop, you know, you my covering. I carried it to you after you already had your mind made up and had carried it to four other people. Oh, I said that too. I keep coming for this because, see, we have manipulated this concept of covering and we manipulated it. Stop that. Most of the time, by the time many of you come to me, you come into me hoping I'm going to validate the decision you already made. And if you really wanted to know what I thought, and if you really trusted my wisdom, why did you come to me after you did it? Oh, you see the amens don't stop now. So I'm going to pray. Say fight right. The enemy has been defeated. As we pray <clears throat> this morning, anybody believe the enemy is defeated? No, I said you believe it. Not that you're willing to say it. Do you believe? All right, now you believe the enemy is defeated. Start walking like he's defeated. Talking like he's defeated. Don't rehearse the battles you've already won. As we pray this morning, if there's anybody who is not saved, you don't know the Lord.